0: So a guy walks into a bar and says, hey, I need to let go of my need to be right and establish my opinion. I know it doesn't make a difference and I know it shuts down my ability to connect to and receive others. The bartender looks at him and says, well, what does he say? One encounter, one opportunity. This is the Serve Conscious Podcast, the voice of the mindful service movement. I'm your host, meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as hospitality nerd, Stefan Ravalli. Welcome to the show. So before we begin, I'm very excited to announce a new partnership between Serve Conscious and And the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness. IOM is an amazing not-for-profit that is dedicated to bringing mindfulness into as many avenues of the industry landscape as possible. So they work with people and businesses to research, develop, and implement mindfulness programs that are most effective at up-leveling, you know, the health, happiness, and capability of the workplace. And they also work with people like me to give their missions maximum impact and value to organizations that will need it the most. And what's in it for them? Well, a better world, of course, you know, greater awareness and compassion at the organizational level has quite a knock-on effect into society as a whole, and I'm really inspired to know that organizations like IOM are out there as catalysts for mindful living, revealing how easy and practical it is for anyone to incorporate. Really, guys, mindfulness is for everybody. Links to the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness are in the show notes. Hey, and while you're there, why don't you check out The links to the Facebook group, Inspired Hospitality and Service, as well as the ones for iTunes, where you can leave me a review and more people can find the show. All right, let's get tough and self-sufficient. It is time for Unexpectedly Inspiring Hard Truth of Service, number, what number is it, Seven. It doesn't matter, anyway, because today's topic is about how I'm never right. Anyway, (laughs) that's the topic. You're never right when you are serving. This sounds, again, very defeating. It should not be. Today's episode will tell you why. And today's episode is something I may sound... Confident and authoritative when speaking about it is advice that I most need to take. (laughs) I am probably the most self-righteous person that I know. Self-righteous or righteous, depending on where the righteousness is aimed. I just like to be right. And I like to be treated like I'm right. Which means I struggle with behavior towards me that I interpret as inconsiderate or, quote-unquote, disrespectful. And I am prone to impatience or combativeness in the face of ideas that do not represent what I believe to be in integrity. You know, my own personal manual for being a good human being. If someone violates those principles, I struggle to accept them sometimes. And actually, I would say I'm, I'm quite compassionate now and quite understanding with people, generally. But going back, I used to be intolerant of people that simply didn't have the taste I had because I thought their taste, especially in spirits when I was a bartender, you know, and drinks, if their taste was biased towards flavored vodkas rather than artisan whiskeys, I thought their taste represented, like, deeper human integrity issues, and I I thought they should not be walking the earth, polluting it with their genes. (laughs) It was, like, really dramatizing their taste as a sign of some sort of moral battle that needed to be fought. And we can do this with anything, and if we didn't do it, there probably would be very little conflict in the world. Because all conflict comes from us taking some preference of somebody's, some idea, some bias they have, and making it into a problem that needs to be solved. Making it into a violation of who we are. But ultimately, people's preferences are neutral and have zero influence on our lives until we decide that they are personal and they are a violation and a threat to us in some way or something that needs to be fixed or controlled so it aligns with us. We will struggle to serve people and to be of value to them as individuals and their particular idiosyncrasies and range of preferences and quirks and issues and all the stuff that makes them a unique, imperfect human being, we will not be able to show up to them, adapt to them, be of value to them in that particular way if we keep getting triggered by individual preferences that don't align with what we consider right and good. And you'll start doing this automatically, especially if you work in a restaurant or something for a while. You get an idea of the right way to do things. So if someone makes a really weird request or a request that reveals that they lack knowledge or sophistication about, you know, how things should be done, quote unquote, should be done in your establishment, you may get annoyed by them. You might even feel compelled to very gently put them in their place, or tell them how things should be, or deny their request, or just go back and whine about them when they aren't looking. And the concept of doing this sounds strange, right? It's like, it's not your restaurant, it doesn't impact your life whatsoever how they choose to dine or have their experience, and... Yet, you somehow take it personally if they don't want to do things the restaurant's way. Or you take it personally because they don't like a dish and they just want something that's a lot crappier in your opinion, right? They're like, you know, I don't like this, like, beautifully made, well-composed dish. Do you have any grilled cheese? And you're like, oh, how could you? What does it matter what they like? What does it matter that they prefer grilled cheese? over something else. But we do this because we need alignment. And this is good. We want to feel connected to the people that we are serving, right? We want to feel like they are like us. But to feel that connection, it is not a matter of them coming to you. It's about you going to them, you adapting to who they are, you seeking to understand who they are and serve them on their level, meeting them where they're at. A core Buddhist principle, right? A core principle of compassion, which allows connection. And restaurants have their own versions of these principles. There is one called the customer is always right. That's like across industries, across time, something that's become basically like an idiom in modern society. What does it mean? Does it mean that a customer in an absolute sense is always right? And they always get exactly what they want when they want it? No. That is not viable. That's not even really serving. If a guest says to you, I need you to stick this hot poker in your eye or I'm not going to Enjoy my experience. This is what I want. You have to provide it because I'm always right. That is not the interpretation of the customer is always right. That will work. The customer is always right means the customer is always right about what they want. And what they are feeling. And what they are reporting about their experience. This is true because... It's always true. At any point in any situation in life, it is always true that you are experiencing something and that you want something. That's true for anyone. It doesn't mean that anyone owes you gratification of it or validation of it, and in your place of business, just because a guest wants something doesn't mean you owe them that. It just means that they're right and they are free to want it. And if they aren't happy about something that they're experiencing, you cannot deny that that's what they're experiencing and try to tell them that they're experiencing something else. And so often I've had servers try and do this without acknowledging first that the customer's actually experiencing frustration, disappointment, neglect, and saying, that must be upsetting to experience. I'm really sorry how can I make this experience different? What they instead do is say, there's no way you can be experiencing something like that because of this, this, and this reason. When you deny the reality of someone's experience, that is basically like taking off the glove and slapping them and saying, let's duel. (laughs) Let's duel for the rightness trophy because someone will immediately begin to get louder and campaign for what seems to be proving them as right and it is but it's also just saying here is evidence of my experience that you're not accepting I'm going to present more and then I'm also going to provide supporting arguments and then probably a lot of criticisms about your establishment and your ability to listen to people and problem solving as a way of hammering my point home that I'm having an experience that you're not able to acknowledge that you don't have the grit to just face and deal with. So, when I am emphasizing that in service you are never right, I mean you're never right when you have a point to prove. You are only right insofar as you're acknowledging the reality of the experience of the person you're serving. That's about as right as you can be. Everything else is just pushing against their experience and trying to deny who they are. That's what you're doing when you're trying to deny what someone's experiencing. You're denying who they really are because we define ourselves by our ability to perceive and experience things in a certain way. So when you tell someone that they are wrong about what they're experiencing, you're basically saying... You're wrong about being the kind of human you are. You should be this kind of human. That sees things this way. That's why trying to shift opinions is so difficult. You're also trying to shift identities, which no one ever wants to be forced to do by any outside entity. Only they wish to make those shifts themselves, which is why the best kind of coaching, like one-on-one coaching, is done where simply the right questions are asked to get someone to look at themselves and their own life a certain way, make their own reflections, and have their own insights and draw their own conclusions. No one can be pushed to think a certain way very readily. Their ego will block that. And also, their ego is blocking it for good reason, because... They are the best judge of what they need and what experiences they should be having. And the same goes in a restaurant. If someone is saying things are making them feel a certain way and they need something else, they are the best judge of that. You can't go just telling them what they need when they know what they need. You can't tell them they need uh, a red wine with a steak when they want a white wine. That's what they want. That's what they need. It doesn't matter if it's improper and doesn't adhere to the manual of fine dining. And if you think that you're helping people by offering your opinion and trying to change their mind because you're educating them and giving them more options, you are mistaken. (laughs) Education requires two people participating or else it's simply preaching. So, if someone is going to place themselves in the learning role, they need to make inquiry, thereby inviting you into the role of educator. So, usually when I'm serving and actually doing anything in life now, before offering unsolicited advice or guidance, I usually ask if they would like any to begin with, because If they don't want it, it is generally received as obnoxious and makes them put up barriers to this advocate that they may find subtly imposing on the kind of night they want to have. And yeah, you know, sometimes people just like having that guy or girl that takes control of the situation. Like they sit down and someone's like, what's up? Welcome. By far, this is the best thing on the menu. Get this. And when they order something, you're like, oh, you got to get this with it. Like that's that can be snuck in here and there. If you have kind of a breezy attitude about it and it's unimposing and doesn't seem, you know, overly pushy or salesy and especially doesn't seem like you need them to see what you know or believe. You need them to hear your opinion on how things should go. I almost always ask for permission to offer my two cents. And often they really were hoping I was going to ask them that because they are a bit lost and they do need some guidance or advice. And they did need me to offer it because a lot of people don't like asking for help or advice or guidance because they don't like imposing on people. Even if it's my job to serve them, people are so funny, they're so polite, and don't like to absorb more of my time than they need to. And I feel like this is conditioning that guests have gathered because they have had so many impatient, ornery servers, or they themselves have been in a service role in some way and not had the patience to help people and answer any questions they had. They were just hoping to process and move on. So many people, it's so funny, so many people have guilt about being a human being with needs and questions and a hunger for guidance and learning requiring more attention and service than simply this unit to be processed. And little do they realize that in a conscious service dynamic where a party has fully expressed their need, often because the conscious server coaxed it out of them, and the server fully acknowledged and attended to the need, a collaboration occurs between host and guest, a connection where both parties are elevated, and the server is not put out because they get nourished by the opportunity to give. Knowledge, attention, energy, care, laughter, joy, fun, conversation, all of the juice of human connection. It is a shame that the modern guest is unlikely to want to create those opportunities for connection for their servers because they know that putting what they need on the table or just simply reaching out in some way, is going to be resisted and rejected by the person serving them because they don't have the tools, capability, capacity to actually receive that. Or they worry that they're going to be perceived as the kind of person that exploits and diminishes and degrades someone serving them. So they want to be the opposite. They want to be someone who needs absolutely nothing. They just, they're just they just easy breezy, lemon squeezy, right? And that is the reality of places that don't have a service culture, this lost potential for connection and to have the highest possible experience in the service environment. Now, often this isn't even needed. You know, sometimes people just want to sit, have a bite, have a conversation, be left alone. So many times I am that person because I have lots to do in a day. People serving, especially if they are like a conscious giving server, need to be just as fine with those situations as ones where guests don't give them an opportunity to engage much. And that is especially a time to not want to be right and not want to impose what kind of experience you want them to have on them. Leave them alone, basically. (laughs) That is what the customer is always right, also means. They are right about the experience they want to have. If they want to ask a bunch of questions and learn a bunch, they are right to want that. If they want to be left alone, it is not on you to try and pull them in to listening to you pontificate about all the wonders of your restaurant to them and all the fabulous, fanciful experiences you can give them. They want to eat... They want to be left alone that is just as worthy of a reason for them to be there as someone that wants to engage and have an experience where you are, you know, really serving and hosting them. And do pay attention to how much it is just simply your ego that wants to be gratified in wanting to really serve people and have them engage you. Is it because you want to care for them and ensure that they are happy and getting everything they need? Or is it because you want to be the center of attention and suck up all kinds of validation from them as this wonderful, virtuosic host? Consciously serving means you get just as much gratification from a table that doesn't necessarily want that much to do with you as you do from someone who wants to really connect and tell you how awesome you are after you really show up as their attentive server. That is hard to do because, yes, we are like human beings that thrive on connection, and it is hard to feel as much from tables that ignore you mostly. That's fine. Just start with not needing it to be more than that and not needing them to be your source of validation you are because you have absolutely shown up 100 percent by being the invisible server not getting in the way getting them everything they need and moving on with your day you will have other opportunities to shine don't worry but there's a certain amount of letting go that's required to really serve properly the kind of letting go that perhaps a parent goes through or an ex lover, or partner, where they do not need to be involved in their child's or ex's life. They do not need them to live or behave in a way that gives them the most peace and satisfaction. They just want them to be happy. That's when you know you're truly settled on things. You need to be able to do the same thing with the people you serve. You don't need them to live or behave in a certain way You just hope they're happy doing whatever it is they want to be doing and having exactly the experiences they wish to have and not whatever it is you think they should be doing or experiencing. And that's all it really comes down to. Letting go. Letting go of your need to be right because it doesn't serve anyone but yourself. And it doesn't even serve you because it shuts you off to understanding another. What they really want, what they're really experiencing. And that's where learning and growth happens. Not just re-emphasizing and digging your heels into what you already think you know. There is no growth and learning there. So even if you think you're right about something, even if you have some really good knowledge about something that you think is really reliable, and time-tested, imposing that on others, campaigning for it, is the opposite of an openness that will continue to nourish and feed what you already know. And being open to what someone else is experiencing is not threatening what you know. It's not denying what you know. It's simply being available to the many different facets of being alive and the many different Viable realities that can be lived. And that's why I never trust anyone who firmly believes in something and feels like they have a claim on truth that cannot be contested. They didn't get that truth from an open place, from a receptive place. Their process is highly closed, highly limited, and not compassionate or understanding of other angles on the same situation. So it's not a rich truth. And it's not a truth that's in process. Because anything you think you know, it's in process. To quote James O'Day, author of The Conscious Activist, Cultivating Peace. He's also director of the Washington Office of Amnesty International and the SEVA Foundation. I'm saying his credentials because... This is someone who makes a career out of being open to all sides and finding harmony between them. When asked about the kind of truths he likes to defend, he says it's the process of discovering truth, not the claims on it, that should be defended. That's something to think about. All right, I'll leave you with that, let you get on with your day, and to continue leaving a joyous life of always being wrong. (laughs) But not really, right? Hopefully, after listening to this, you'll see what I meant by that. Alright, let me know if you have any questions and check out the website www.serveconscious.com as well as the Facebook group for more interaction. So, you can propose some discussions and interact with me directly and members of the mindful service community links to that are in the show notes as well as a link to the itunes store where you can review the podcast leave a star rating and your comments and thoughts it's so helpful to me and people finding the show all right thanks very much you have a great day see ya